Hello, friends and family. Thank you for joining me again. This is part of our series on my book, Ernest from Earth. And we're going to jump into the classroom curriculum guide that I put together. This is something that's available. I've shared with some people in education who are using the books in their classroom. I'm very thankful for that. This is something I'm going to work through it here on the audio and the video. If anybody wants the curriculum guide, I'm happy to just send it to people, kind of just giving that to anyone who's interested in using the book to support social-emotional competencies as well as literacy skills and to just work through the, the text for a deeper understanding. So I'm going to go through the questions in the curriculum guide and then just give other insights. This will also be sort of the segment where I talk a little bit more about the writing process, the book in general, specifically related to the chapter we just finished. So we're going to discuss chapter one of the book. Our SEL focus, our social emotional learning focus is on social awareness. I do a lot of work related to social emotional learning. I do a family time, so we call it family times, the social emotional learning curriculum that I've been using in my classroom that I've developed that I do with my students. We link it to the CASEL, social emotional learning competencies, which have been adopted by the state of Iowa where I teach. And I know a lot of other states and a lot of other organizations utilize those same learning competencies or something similar. So I feel like this can be tied in there. And a lot of this book is really focused on social awareness, the idea of pursuing empathy, recognizing, respecting others, treating others with dignity, that sort of thing. So that's kind of our, our social emotional focus that can be tied in to chapter one. For our first question, it's just who is the title character? And I try to do this throughout the curriculum guide as well, is give questions at different DOK levels, what we call that in education, depth of knowledge. Things are at the DOK one level. Are those very simple recall types of questions? Can you recall the name of this character and so forth? Then I have, we go deeper and deeper sort of as the questions go on and as the story becomes more complex, as we're trying to do a little more synthesizing and making connections and creative thinking, that sort of thing. And then on the actual curriculum guide, I have those depth of knowledge levels listed. And I also have listed the common core language arts standards that are addressed by the different questions. So if someone were using this in a classroom, you could take that and, and feel confident that we're at least addressing those things. And that's something I know huge for us educators. If we can get something that's kind of ready to roll out that we can say, yep, I am hitting these standards, check, 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 boom. Uh, especially if you're in a standards-based situation or standards reference, that's very helpful. So I've tried to do that on the actual curriculum guide. 
I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about that now. I just wanted to throw that out there. We'll kind of just work through the questions. But on the actual curriculum guide that's available, those things are marked out there. So who is the title character? He's 12 years, 12-year-old Ernest Ameka. He is the protagonist. He's the central character. He is Ernest from Earth, which the title should maybe give a little bit of a hint where it's going, that we don't spend all of our time on Earth because it's Ernest from Earth. But Ernest is the character. Just a little background. One of the hardest things for me is coming up with character names. I I struggle with that because it's always like, I want the right name. There's something about a name that kind of helps define a character, and I struggle with that a little bit. I came up with the name Ernest actually because I wanted I wanted the character Ernest to be this outside observer, this person through whom we get to view the story. I wanted him to be open-minded, kind of innocent, especially at the beginning, maybe even a little naive. But I wanted him to be earnest, spelled the other way, E-A-R-N-E-S-T. I wanted him to be honest. I wanted him to be true. I wanted him to be just positive and sort of, not that he was always going to be right, but, but to sort of be a bit of an innocent character, to be earnest in the things that he did. So that's where the name actually earnest came from. But 12-year-old Ernest Omeka is the title character. Describe him physically. Ernest is tall and thin for his age, but he's got sharp features, square shoulders, short, curly black hair, a light brown complexion. I don't spend a ton of time talking about like skin tone complexions and stuff, but I did, I did want to throw out it makes maybe a little more sense in contrast as the story goes on that in this future earth where the story starts that the melting pot of our world is sort of continued and racial skin tones all of those things have continued to sort of mix and i just want to set that as sort of a a background detail not to harp on it I ask, what might we gather about Ernest beyond his physical appearance? People could answer all sorts of things here, but we might say that Ernest seems to be insightful or intelligent because he's answering the questions in class and giving it some thought. Could say that Ernest is maybe a little unsure of himself because it takes him a moment to raise his hand and he hesitates a little bit when he's going to ask the questions. That's sort of that depth of knowledge level two where we want students thinking making some inferences based on what's being written what event is Ernest observing at the start of the story we start the story with dr martin luther king jr's famous i have a dream speech that was given at the march on washington outside the lincoln memorial on august 28th 1963. That's a bit of foreshadowing, not very subtle foreshadowing, 
as to the themes of the story. And that's actually the next question. How might this event serve to set the central themes of the story or foreshadow future events? Again, at this point, a student, someone might speculate a lot of things, but we're focusing on racial issues, civil rights, freedom, any subject like that would, would make sense to identify. Where is Ernest really? He's actually in his classroom. The March on Washington was a holographic projection. I use that to sort of set that this is in the future. That's not something we're getting closer as we have virtual reality. We have virtual reality in classrooms where we can experience some things like this. But in my mind, it was, wouldn't that be a, a wonderful thing in classrooms like the, like the hollow deck from Star Trek and things like that, where students could be in a classroom and boom, the room becomes this virtual reality experience where it's now here we are standing together in what seems, looks, feels, sounds like what it might have really been to be there in 1963 and hear those powerful words being spoken, to, to immerse students in that. And that one, I wanted that to be sort of the first little indication of like, oh, we're in, we're in the future. We're technologically advanced. This is not our current contemporary society. Around what year does this story take place? Story takes place around 2160. Because he's the one student references that it was almost 200 years ago. So I don't give an exact date, but we can buy that little clue. Say, okay, well, if it's about 200 years from 1963 then it's around 2160, 2163, something like that. How do we know? Well, we just do the math there because he says it's almost 200 years ago. Is studying the past important? That's something I want. That's the question posed in the first chapter. That's something I want students to think about. Is studying the past important? Why or why not? Sometimes it's easy for us to be dismissive about the past or to study it and not really take away any lessons that we apply. So again, student answers may vary, but one might assert that it is, like Ernest says, important to study the past so that we can ideally learn and let that knowledge impact and influence the decisions we make moving forward. Those are the questions for chapter one. I've included vocabulary words. I tried to write the book at about a seventh grade level, but I wanted to I wanted to push students of that age group, of that middle grade age group, with some of the sentence structure and some of the vocabulary, not to talk down to people. I don't think that's good at any age. To kind of stretch a little bit. 
So I'm not, I'm not going to go over all of the vocabulary for this video and audio, but that's something included in the curriculum guide as well. And then I have a few other extended thinking activities that I tried to tack on to pretty much every chapter, where this, one of them is simple, draw a picture of Ernest. What do you picture Ernest looking like? I didn't want to give a ton of description. I wanted people to be able to see themselves in the characters. But because racial issues are part of it, I, I do give some information about how people look a little bit. So how do you picture Ernest? Then as sort of a cross-curricular and cultural connection activity, listen to or read Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech and discuss the American Civil Rights Movement. Discuss that movement and the role of Dr. King. That's something that I think is good and we can do that in education. We can tie things into other subjects. We can tie things into other experiences. Anytime that we can talk about social things, I think that's good. We can talk about it in a safe and positive way. That's kind of the, the wrap-up of Chapter 1. I think it's maybe kind of an obvious way to set up the story. It's, it's easy to nitpick anything that I've written when I go back and look at it, but I kind of wanted to set that tone of, this is what we're talking about, but hopefully this is a, a different way of approaching it, a way of looking at it from sort of an outsider perspective as somebody who's coming into this with a little innocence and a little naivete. So thank you for joining me. We'll continue. We'll put up chapter two the audio and the video as I read through that chapter, and then we'll, we'll do the same thing like this for every chapter. We'll come back, hit the curriculum guide, work through the questions, and throw out a little insight as that comes along. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, much love.